everyone. My name is Siva Venkatachalam. I want to welcome you all to our very first career series audio podcast by the NSNA Education Committee, where we're going to highlight different career paths. In this series, we will interview different individuals from different career paths to find out what their job is like, with the hope that the information they share can serve as a resource to those looking to choose a career or for students looking to decide what their career path should be. In this first podcast, we'll be talking with Kanna Anamale Brown about the field of law. Kanna has her BA in International Studies from Boston University and her JD from Southern Illinois University School of Law. And before entering public service, Kanna was an attorney in private practice for almost 15 years, working in small business startups, contract negotiations, international law, estate planning, and family law. Simultaneously for nearly seven years, she served as program director and instructor for the Paralegal Studies Program at Sanford Brown College. And more recently, Kana has been a contracting officer for the US Air Force. Contracting officers have the authority to obligate the federal government's money and they negotiate a variety of contracts. And now she leads a team of multifunctional experts to handle intellectual property issues for the US Air Force in a smarter way that'll allow spend and cost savings to the government. Welcome, Kanna. Thank you, Suva. So we're ex excited to have you here and to start talking about um, the field of law. So if you can start by just giving us a broad overview of the profession and what the different disciplines and career paths are within the law field. Thank you so much, and I'm very excited to be here. Um, I think the, the great thing about going to law school is that it allows you um, the opportunity to do many different things. Um, I think my career is, is sort of evidence of that. Um, but it, you know, I think the, that typically people think of lawyers and they think of kind of, you know, television shows and, and being in the courtroom and that kind of thing. But the truth is that even as a practicing lawyer, there's a lot of different kinds of law. Um, and that, um, yes, some lawyers will be um, litigators and will be in the courtroom a lot. Um, but there's also a lot of other um, forms of, of law where you have, you know, work with small business startups and you help a company kind of get all of the legal documents they need done and to help them, um, you know, set up their employee handbook and do those kinds of things. Um, you know, estate planning is an area where you help people kind of think about um, all of their assets and what they'll, what will happen to them after um, they've passed, right? So to make sure that their kids and their grandkids and their um, spouses are taken care of. Um, you know, family law covers kind of a, a big area. It actually covers not just kind of divorce and, and child custody and those kinds of things that we think about, but it can also cover adoption. And um, there's a whole field of law now with, um, because people use, you know, various medical um, assisted ways of getting pregnant, that all the issues that surround that and the ethics that surround that. Um, so there's a lot of different career paths. Um, obviously, education is another career path. You can teach law. You can teach paralegal studies. Um, you know, um, and then you'll find a lot of business people ha who have um, legal backgrounds um, as well as politics. Um, I think it's less so now than in the past, but um, I think you'll still find a, a fair number of congressmen and senators and other people who hold um, political office um, have gone to law school or have been practicing lawyers. That's great. Yeah, um, there's definitely seems to be a lot of different uh, uh, avenues that you could take with law. Um, and for those folks who are listening, who are you know, looking at this uh, a few years down the road, 
thinking about this as a particular uh, potential major after graduation, what do you really see as the future? How do you see things changing? Um, so I think there's a couple of things, right? I think it's it's one of those fields where there's always a lot of need, but the truth is we have more people going to law school than ever. And so I think the one thing that I want to caution people about is, you know, I think there's an assumption that sort of everybody that goes into law makes a lot of money. Um, and it really depends on what you do and, and sort of where you end up. Um, you can do with, you know, if you do kind of um, uh, work where you work for like a state's attorney or you work for um, public interest law firms where you basically are trying to do work for the poor, you're not going to make a lot of money. Um, I think there's a lot of satisfaction in that work and it's important, but you're not going to be making a lot of money. Um, if you work for a large law firm, you will make a lot of money. Um, but that's also a lot of hours. And, and so um, that's something to consider. But part of the reason I bring this up is because, you know, there's an ebb and a flow like every profession. And I think right now there's a lot of lawyers and when the economy's good, it's easy to find jobs. Um, but um, my guess is, is that if you're looking at somebody who's going to be graduating from law school in the next five, six, seven years, um, that, that we may hit a down slump. And so it might be a little bit harder to find a job. Um, but overall, it's a profession that I think is, is sort of recession proof, right? People always have, um, unfortunately, conflict. Um, so it, it's a profession that, that sort of always exists. So That is true. There will always be a need for lawyers, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so maybe you can tell us a little bit more now for um, folks who are thinking about it. Who would you really recommend this career path for? So I think sort of contrary to popular belief, right? I think a lot of people think, oh, well, he or she likes to argue and therefore they'd be a good lawyer. Um, but I think really it's it's not so much about that. I think that you have to, um, um, yes, be comfortable with conflict um, because the truth is you're going to be spending your days with um, basically people who are generally in a place of conflict, right? I mean, unless you're starting doing like business startups, most of the people you'll be dealing with are people who have some kind of problem. They don't come to you if they don't. Um, so I think you really need a couple of things, right? One, you kind of need to be able to have empathy, but be able to separate yourself from your client, right? So you, you can't get too emotionally involved. Um, but I think you have to have that ability to separate yourself. I think you have to have the ability to reason well, more than argue. You have to be able to reason and think through and see multiple sides of an issue, right? So it's it's really hard if you're, um, I think, sometimes super passionate about one side and you can't see another side to an argument um, because you're not always going to end up, um, you know, your client isn't always going to end up on the side that you think. Um, so you have to be able to see both sides. And I think you have to really like research and various forms of communication. Like you have to, if you don't like writing and reading and speaking, it's not the career for you. <laughs> um, because there's really very few places where if you're not comfortable with those things um, that you can't do it. Having said that, um, I'll be honest, I, all through high school and college, I was not a good public speaker. I hated it. I avoided all public speaking classes. So it was actually something I had to learn when I went to law school. And it, so it can be learned. Um, you know, so I, I wouldn't say that you can't, just because you're not comfortable or you're scared about doing it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. But I think you have to want it, right? You have to want to like those things and, and do that. But I would say that the research and the reading, especially, especially to get through law school, but even after, 
You have to be somebody who is, wants to continually learn. And that is one of the great things about the profession, right, is that you'll always have something new to learn. Yeah, that's great. Um, you make a really good point that you have to want to, to learn those things. So don't necessarily be discouraged if you're not great at it now, but it's right. something that you can learn. So along those lines, and maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the training and educational requirements that you one would need to get into the field. And um, if you can keep in mind, too, we'll have some kids, you know, who are starting to think about this even in the high school years, sure. uh, trying to figure out what to do in an undergrad situation and then even, you know, into the grad school situation. So what kind of training um, and educational requirements would you recommend? Well, so technically you don't, you know, unlike other professions, you don't have to do like a pre-law degree or, a you know, um, um, public uh, political science degree or anything as an undergraduate um, to go into law school. What I would say for the things that helped me when I was in high school, um, I think taking any foreign language is super helpful. I took Latin and though it's not a spoken language, it was for me, it was super helpful in really understanding English. Um, and then there's a lot of, um, you know, Latin terms used in law. Having said that, I don't think you have to take Latin. I think taking any second language is very helpful just because I think anytime you take a second language, not only does it, it expand your mind, but I think it, it really helps you um, understand English and English grammar, which is super helpful. Um, if you have an opportunity, I'd say either in high school or in college, but especially starting in high school, I would say I didn't have this opportunity. We didn't have it. I went to a very small town high school. But if you have the opportunity to do debate, I think that's fantastic because I think it it teaches you a lot of those reasoning skills. It forces you to look at both sides of an issue. It teaches you a lot about research. Um, so I think those things are really helpful. Um, I would say that uh, the other thing that is actually really, really helpful is to have as wide, like to take as many different kinds of classes as you can. Um, because I think part of what the thing about law is, right, you graduate with a law degree and it's not like you're, you graduate and you have a specialty like you do in medicine, right? Um, and so I think having that broad breadth, um, both in high school and college is really, really helpful because then um, you know a lot about other fields in addition to law. Um, and I think that's super helpful because then you can decide, right? Like if I have some, if I take some classes that are medicine, you know, medical classes or biology classes, well, maybe I'll realize that I have an interest in that and maybe that will become my focus um, as a practicing lawyer. And it's easier if you understand those things. Um, so I'd say, you know, try to take as, as a good variety of classes as you can. And especially in, in high school, I'd say, you know, make sure your grades are good, right? Just generally, right? So pick classes where you have interest in and, and that you're going to do well so that, you know, you have good grades, you can get into a good undergraduate school and then same thing from undergraduate school to law school. Um, the one thing you have to do in um, undergrad is to take the LSAT, the law school admission test. And that's really a combination of sort of a typical um, standardized test with uh, a, an essay portion. The essay portion is um, uh, I haven't looked at it the last couple of years, but generally the essay portion has always been ungraded, but law schools look at that um, to see, and the whole idea of the ungraded essay is again, to see how you think and what you're, you know, if, how logical you are. Um, so I think those things help. I would say that taking a good logic or ethics class or philosophy class in undergrad actually is super helpful because those courses force you to, to really think and reason. 
Um, the other thing is the one area of law that's actually specific is intellectual property. If you want to be a true intellectual property attorney, there is a separate bar and that actually requires you to have an undergraduate degree in, in an area of STEM. Um, so, and because they deal with, you know, often you're, you're helping somebody get a patent. And so you have to understand at least the basics of what they're talking about. So, you know, if you decide to go into science or engineering as an undergrad, um, doesn't prevent you from law school. As a matter of fact, it, it helps you get into one of the fastest growing, most lucrative areas of law, which is intellectual property. Um, All right. That's great. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, no, I was going to say, so I think those things are really helpful. I would also say that, um, you know, the more you can write, mm -hmm. right? So any classes that help you with writing, you know, essay writing classes are always helpful. Yes, that's always a, a good skill to to have. <laughs> yeah, know you've given us some really good information about what kind of classes and what to think about. I wouldn't have thought about the um, like foreign language and things like that, but I can really see how that could be helpful in in this career. Yeah. Um, and I know that some of the some of the kids, like you talked about, having good grades and you know going into college, having good grades and all of that. Part of that is also having a you know a good set of um, experiences in order to get into a good college and things like that. Are there any t uh, types of like internships or other experiences that you would recommend for high school kids or college kids that would be helpful in terms of getting into um, a law-related field? That's a really good question. Um, I would say in college, obviously, if you can, you know, get any kind of internship. When I was in school, because I happened to be in Boston, um, and it's the state capital, I did an internship at the state's attorney's office. Um, now, keep in mind, it wasn't like super glamorous. I was mostly just, um, you know, handling documents and that kind of thing. But it was great experience. It gave me exposure to the lawyers and the paralegals in the office. And um, so it was really, really helpful. I got to, you know, I got to see what they did, um, which I think was great, right? Because then you get to see the glamorous and the non-glamorous aspects of any career, um, which is important, right? Because it's the, I mean, honestly, I think it's the tedious stuff in a career that sometimes you got to really know um, because you got to figure out if you can do that for a long time <laughs> to make sure that that's the career you can handle because every career has it, right? Um I think as an under as a high school student, I'd say two things. One, if you get an opportunity to shadow somebody for a day, um, I think that's really really helpful. Um, actually, when I was growing up, um, one of our neighbors was a lawyer, um, and so I did get a chance to shadow him for um, a couple of days, and that was I think really helpful, right? Because you get to to see the, the good and the bad. Uh, I would also say that any um, you know any opportunities to to either do an internship. I mean, sometimes small firms, because they don't have a lot of people, especially in smaller towns, um, you can get a summer job. Um, you know, even if it's just as the receptionist at the office, I think um, those kinds of things are just helpful because, again, you get to see the people, you get to talk to people, um, you get to see what the clients are like. Because um, that's the other thing people forget, right, is that you, you end up dealing with the public, which I always loved and, and it's super interesting, but, you know, sometimes well, that's a hard aspect of a job too, right? Because again, one thing that I didn't fully realize and I wish I had, and I think had I had, had I taken more opportunities to try to work in traditional law firms before I went to law school, it would have been helpful um, in the sense that, you know, people only come to you when they're in conflict, right? So you 
realize that you spend your day generally with people in conflict. Um, and that takes its emotional toll on you, I think. Um, and so just understanding that is important. Um, so if you get a chance to, to do any of that, and a lot of undergraduate programs have, um, you know, you can do work study programs and that kind of thing. And what I was, that's actually how I did my internship at the attorney general's office, rather than doing it on campus as a traditional work study. Um, I found out that, uh, a lot of the state agencies, I could do my um, work study there. So I actually did it um, one one year for the attorney general's office and one year for what was called the executive office of consumer affairs and business regulations. And I worked in a program called the Lemon Law Arbitration Program. And basically, it's a program that in Massachusetts where if you buy a new car and it meets certain criteria, then they consider it a lemon, and you can actually ask to. Um, as an individual citizen without having to sue a company, you ask for arbitration. And so you can go and, and try to get um, your money back for your car. And so um, that was really interesting. I got to to sit in on the arbitrations and hear what an arbitration hearing like, um, which was something I didn't know much about, um, which is kind of like a court hearing, but, but um, it actually has a three-judge panel. Um, I got to help write um, the updated version of the, the handbook um, and some, some other cool stuff. So that was actually a really um, interesting internship. So I would suggest that students that are in in colleges, if you're doing a work-study program of any kind, that that's something to look into because you might be able to do it um, at an agency. I'd also say that look for summer jobs and part-time jobs if you get a chance. Um, and even as a high school student, I had a friend who went to college with, who was from a small town and, and you know, a couple of summers she worked as um it was a part-time job. She worked as a backup receptionist at a law firm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really helpful because I think sometimes even in the high school stage, it can be tough, you know, to find some of these internships at the larger places, but maybe even like you had suggested, starting with shadowing, that could be a good way to meet some people and try to find some opportunities as well. So that's really Absolutely. helpful. Absolutely. And, and uh, the other thing I'd say is that as, you know, you look for those things is, you know, when you meet people, um, I think most of us, right, we're happy to um, help sort of the next generation. So whenever you meet somebody, I think it's worth, even if they don't live in your area or anything, to talk to them. You know, if you have, uh, you know, a friend, an uncle, an auntie someplace who's a, a lawyer, even if they're in another state, it's worth asking them if they know anybody in your area and can help you. Sure. That's a good point. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think you've, you've touched upon this a little bit already, but maybe if you could just um, uh, revisit for us the really the skills that you need to be successful in the field, the qualities that you look for someone when you're hiring a lawyer or, or someone for one of these fields. No, that's a really good question. Um, I'd say that it's probably the, the number one skill I think you or number one personality trait you need is really be even keeled, right? Um, that that's not that that things don't throw you off or that you don't get upset or, or um, passionate about something, but that you can kind of hold your emotions in check as you work through that. Um, because sometimes it is frustrating and you'll deal with things that are um, really often surprising, right? E even in the sort of most e sort of safe kind of, you know, you're a tax accountant, you'll still see things that you're surprised by. And sometimes the things that surprise you are going to be your own clients. Um, or potential clients, right? People will come in and tell you stories and um, <laughs> and sometimes it's truly really startling. So I think just having that ability to sort of step back and, and be even killed and, and um, it's really helpful. And some of that just comes with age, right? I mean, it's, it's 
you know, it's much easier for me at this age to be able to do that than I was when I first started law school. Um, but I, the other things I think are really important, like I said, I think communication skills in general, that's just good, you know, life information, right? Is that, that the better you can read and write and, and verbally speak to someone both one-on-one as well as, you know, kind of public speaking, um, is really important. Um, I'd say that having, uh, really a thirst for, for knowledge and understanding and wanting to, to learn new things. Um, is really important. And some of that's going to be about law. Some of it's going to be about completely separate things, right? I mean, you know, I've been, I've had clients where they've come in and and we've talked about something really, really technical, like in a health insurance area, something I knew nothing about. Um, But I learned a lot about it, right? And so having that that desire to learn um, overall, I think is really important. I think um, one thing I forgot to mention is I think as an high school student and even as an undergrad, I think having an appreciation for American government and and kind of how our system is set up is, is very, very important. Um, And so having that desire to, to study things like government and political science and, you know, some of the things that we tend to talk about as softer sciences are really important because they really force you to think, um, but they also help you understand, um, I think globally kind of why, you know, there's a lot of things in, in our system that are very slow, but they're del- they're sort of almost purposely slow, right? A democracy isn't designed to be fast, um, right? And But part of that slowness is that it gives you a, an opportunity to really deliberate and to hopefully come up with, in the long view, kind of the better solutions, right? So um, I think that is really important. I think it's really important for you to be able to um, work with just different kinds of people. Know that you're going to work with both in terms of the lawyers and judges and all that that you work with, but just your clients, um, that you're going to be working with a lot of different people. So having that part of, I think you really need to be either an extrovert or an introvert who can, can, you know, can take that, uh, sort of, um, ability to just know that you're going to spend a lot of time with a lot of other people, right. And have that, um, sort of emotional energy to do it because it can be draining, especially when they're, you know, um, with some of the the tough issues that that you're going to be dealing with. So I think those kinds of skills are really important. I think it's also really, really important for you to be able to um, think logically through a set of problems, right? Um, Sometimes the answers aren't easy and sometimes they're not the best answer, but you really have to be able to look at at um, sometimes very, very difficult issues and come up with a solution or just people who are very entrenched, right? You, you do a divorce case and both parties have very, very strong feelings. They're very emotional. And it's really important for you as a lawyer to, to be a little bit detached and to try to get your client, um, in some cases, to see reason, right? They're, they're not always going to have the best case. And so sometimes it's really helping them see reason. And so for you to be able to, to really... Um, uh, think logically and, and reason is super important, which is why I think that not only do the soft skills help, but I think things like mathematics are super helpful, right? Because math is really very logic based. And so mm. that's a really um, important thing. Yeah, I think it's interesting what you said about this real thirst for knowledge and and trying, you know, really loving to learn things in a wide variety of things. Because the way I see it too, Um, not being as familiar with the law field is there's really uh, so many different aspects of law that you could probably really find anything if the STEM side is like uh, your interest, then 
something like patent law. But then if it's like accounting, there's tax law. There's just so many different types that really it could be merged with so many other uh, fields or uh, areas of interest. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think one thing that you had um, mentioned earlier, you know, it's not like you pick a, a type of law in undergrad to major in. Like, you know, for example, we think of medicine and it's like you do your residency, you specialize in a certain type of medicine. Not so much the case for for law, but maybe you can just um, for folks who aren't as familiar. When do you really have that speci- specialization and where do you um, make that distinction? So it really comes from two places, right? One is the coursework you take, right? Mm-hmm. So if you decide in law, right, you've got electives and you can choose, like I took a lot of um, international law classes and those kind of things because those were my interest, right? I did immigration law um, because I, um, that was an interest. And then it's really where you end up working, right? So if you go and you work for a big, you know, my husband um, was really a litigator and a constitutional lawyer, and but his first job, um, he worked for, I mean, because he wanted to do litigation, his first offer was in a workers' comp firm, right? So, um, so a lot of it is is that first job you get. Some of it is the the jobs you take in the summer, um, right, leading up. The other thing for me that was really important is I knew I I didn't necessarily, um, I really wanted to do kind of public interest work. So I actually worked at our school's legal clinic for my last two years of law school. I was a grad assistant there. Um, and so that's how I got into the estate planning. We, we serve the, the elderly in Southern Illinois. And so, you know, there's a lot of estate planning questions that come up and those kind of things. Um, so I, you know, I got knowledge and interest by doing that. So I think a lot of it comes from, like I said, a combination of your coursework and, and kind of where you do your, um, summer jobs and then ultimately where you land your first job or two, um, kind of, I think sets the vector for your career because, they'll really shape kind of what you what opportunities you have and where you work. Um, some of it's going to be, you know, maybe you get a job in a large law firm that does a lot of different things. Um, some of those firms have programs for their new associates where you get to work in different areas. Um, and the great thing about that is you get an opportunity to kind of see different areas of law and kind of pick the one that you like. Um, and they, if they have a program like that, usually they'll, they'll, there's a combination of factors as, as to where you end up, right? One is what you want to do, but two, what the partners who you work with see, you know, where mm-hmm. they think you have value and where your skill seems to lie, as well as where they have need, mm-hmm. right? So, sure. mm-hmm. um, but those are definitely things that, that I think help vector your career. Okay, that's great. And would you say too, it's like, let's say if you started in one type of law in terms of switching to something else, how easy or difficult is that? Um, it really depends, right? So you can change. Um, some of it depends, again, are you in a big firm where you can change within your firm? If not, if you're going out to another firm, I think it's a lot of times is being able to convince that firm that, hey, you know, I might be four years into my practice a law, but I, you know, I'm still young enough that I can change and, and I'm not so ensconced in this one area. I think it's harder when you're, you know, 15, 20 years down the line, because in part you're also, it, it, unless you're working for a, a, like a government agency or a nonprofit in general, you're also looking for clients. So now you have a reputation. Um, so I'd say if you're switching, if you've not been doing that area of, of law too long, it's easier to switch. Um, right. I think, you know, you can switch five, seven, you know, years, I think you can switch, but I think if you get much past that, the problem that you end up having is now you've built up a reputation and not that you can't switch, but it's almost like starting, at least in, from the reputation perspective, kind of starting over. Um, so, and then some of it is, you know, uh, being able to, you know, depending on where you go, right. If I'm going to work for a company, it might be slightly different because I'm not 
looking to build mm-hmm. clients. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. So maybe you could um, tell us a little bit, what was that sparking moment for you? And how did you decide that, okay, this is it, law's the, the way I'm going to go? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny because I think um, for me, it, it was sort of a gradual process. And, and truthfully, I always thought I was going to be like a tax accountant, right? Because it was, it was, um, wasn't sure about the public speaking parts of that. Um, but I, as a kid, I always, um, I think my parents always joked that they knew I was going to be a lawyer because I was always arguing with them. Um, <laughs> but I think it's, I've always, um, I think really it was in, in high school, I realized, I mean, honestly, I, I I went into high school thinking, oh, maybe I'll go into ed- like education and whatever. And and probably the best advice I got was my mother said, hey, if you think you want to work with little kids, you should go like to the local daycare. And I did. And then after a day, I thought, oh, my God, I can't do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't think I have the patience for that. Um, and then I started thinking about what my skills were and realized that I really loved, um, you know, government and political science and, and geography and all those kind of things. And that I like to read and write. And so meeting um my parent you know our neighbor who was an attorney i think that was a lot of it right going to to shadow him and see what he did um i thought i could do this right i I, it sounds interesting and it it seems um like something that uh, i could kind of do anywhere um wasn't necessarily limited geographically uh, which was also sort of appealing right um, but I think, so, so that's when the interest first started. And then I think it was going to law school, I mean, going to undergraduate and working, um, in the, uh, attorney general's office when I really thought, no, this is what I want to do. Like I, um, you know, uh, it just, I, I thought it was really interesting. I learned a lot. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the things we did in, in the attorney general's office is I learned more about, uh, so they were handling some asbestos litigation and I was handling the documents that went with it. And I probably learned as much about um, reading blueprints in buildings mm-hmm. as I did anything. Um, and that's actually part of what, what was really appealing to me. Okay. Interesting. No. Yeah. I was being able to learn something new and completely different. Mm. That's great. You've given us a lot of really good information uh, today. I think students will find it extremely helpful in trying to decide, you know, what to to do in the future, what classes, how to think about things and, and uh, plan for their future. If there's one last key takeaway piece of advice or information you'd like people to remember, uh, what would that be? Um, I think that you really have to listen to yourself and know who you are, right? I think it's really easy for us to kind of listen to our parents or to listen to other people and say, oh, yeah, that's what I should do. But I think you really need to listen to yourself and, and that you need to make sure that this is something you can really do long term um, before you sort of commit, because it is a big commitment, right? And that it's okay not to know. And, and I think we, we put so much pressure on kids when they start as freshmen in college to know everything, and I don't think they need to. Um, so that's, I mean, that's my own personal takeaway on those things. Um, and then the other thing I'd say is that if anybody has any questions, they're, you know, I'm happy to answer phone calls or emails or whatever. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kanna. You've really, um, we appreciate you spending the time to educate us about the field of law. You've given us a lot of really good, useful information um, that, like I said, kids can use to decide if this is the right career path for them or not. And also thank you for willing to be able to answer questions. Um, I think maybe to facilitate that process, if folks do have questions, they can email the NSNA Education Committee at nsnaedu.org and we'll make sure to get the questions to you. 
um, okay. to answer. I think that might be um, uh, easier. So okay. thank you again uh, for spending the time, Kanna, and thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you very much. Thank you.